0: Ladies and gentlemen, take your seats, please. Okay, let's give a rousing uh, welcome for our featured speaker. Punch!
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, what are you doing? Uh, messing with me again? I'm Tom, and
1: I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I'm
0: a sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I think that's kind of important to me anyway. And... Uh, I was just your 30-minute, 10-minute speaker a few months ago, so I don't, really don't know... <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know
0: what I'm going to say or do this, but uh, David L. back there said he's going to keep real sharp notes. notes. <laughs> but whenever I mess up, you know, he'll be able to correct me later. You know? <laughs> but, uh, no, I I and i say tonight is strictly, I'm just speaking for myself and it's my own experience, my own opinion. I don't speak for anybody else, or Alcoholics Anonymous. And I've got, I've got two goals tonight. And the first one is I've already accomplished. I showed up and I'm already talking. No, so, because if I do that, you know, if I, if I try to give away what I've got, I get to keep it. You know? And I did that when I was a 10-minute speaker here a few months ago, and since then I kept what I had, you know. And um, so that's a pretty good deal. And then the other thing is, is, is hopefully somewhere along the line, uh, I, maybe I pick one of off. <laughs> you off. Know, I, like, I, I like to take people off in alcoholic's <laughs> wrong.
1: Yeah, I know I do, I do.
0: Uh, but not in a bad way, but in a good way. It doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong, that's not the important thing, you know. But if I say something and then you say, oh, that's bullshit, you
1: know,
0: or if you're new and you say, well, that's not what my sponsor told me, you know,
1: and that, that's good.
0: because you guys will go get together and you can figure it out, figure out how, how bad and how wrong I was, you know, and that means you'll be doing something. <laughs> for your own survivors. That's a good thing. Those are my two goals tonight. Uh, but I'm a hit from the sticks. I was raised grew up in Springdale. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I captured the title of town drunk at a young age. You know, and, uh, and being town drunk isn't just that you're one of the biggest drunks amongst the other drunks. It's when the normal people in town are talking about that drunk son of a bitch, you know, that's, that's when you, and I took it over from the fellow that eventually ended up being my spon- sponsor, you know, and uh, So anyway, uh, like I said last time, I had two things that weren't, you know, really good things to have if you want to fit into uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I got here on a court card, but I got here not liking people, and I really didn't want nothing to do with, and wasn't buying into any of that God stuff. You know, I mean, it's a heck of a place to wind up, not for all it's anonymous, just because everybody's patting everybody on the back and hugging each other and doing and, uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff, you know. And then right off the bat, I remember I went to one of my uh, I used to say pre-alcoholics anonymous meetings when I just went to I went for my mother you know, and uh, they had a couple special meetings for me and they talked about that oh, that's not that's no lie they did uh, and uh, you know I, I told the people that were here last time in the sent when I spoke to him, and they that up there in Springville John they used to call him John the Barber and and he was an alcoholic anonymous and, and when I got out of the service I was just getting ready to turn 21 and you know he was trying to recruit me for this thing you know because I had a habit of uh, <laughs> like that I got town drunk but uh, uh, and so he made a deal with the, Lieutenant Taylor down at the county Sheriff's in Porterville and when I ended up in the tank down there well, he called John up, and then John would come down and act like he was on some H&I mission. I know that now. I didn't know that then. But he'd always wind up in front of the cell I was at and pitch this AA thing to me, you know. And he might have hooked me because a few times I gave him a dollar, you know, to get me a pack of cigarettes, and uh, he took the dollar, and he never got any
1: cigarettes. <laughs>
0: Uh, and, and they had a, I remember they had a Sunday night meeting, so probably the only Sunday night meeting they ever had in Springfield, and then there was a like a Wednesday night meeting, and it was in this little building there, and one time it was Kenny and John, the other time it was Bill A and John and somebody else, and they were special meetings for me, it really were. I, I found that out later, and I found out that's not really how it's supposed to work. But uh, so anyway. But uh, anyway, I, I told them I really didn't didn't want it. I didn't need it. I was too young, and uh, I was too damn young. I had too much stuff to do, you know. I had a few more cars to wreck, and you know, uh, things like that. And see how long I could go without working. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 65 now, and uh, you know, and, and I still don't believe in work. I really do I
1: uh,
0: it's because of Alcoholics Anonymous that I went to work. You know, because I wanted to have hot water from my shower, and I wanted to buy my own cigarettes i tired of bumming cigarettes, you know, and uh, anyway, so uh, so I went to those, I went to those few little special meetings they had for me No, I wasn't interested in no, it, I really wasn't, you know and I figured the only reason, the only reason only reason Kenny gave about being the town drunk and the only reason John did it is because they were old you know, I got old that screwed up you know, well, hell, I'd probably give it up and go to 882. <laughs> yeah. okay. And, uh, so anyway, uh, I had, uh, I don't know, I think I had 17 public intoxications, and three drunk drive and one for, one for possession of controlled substance, and then in Sacramento I... I did what like any good alcoholic would do. I was up there at 9.09, 46 and J at 9.09, 46 and J at my cousin's and I went down and looked around the corner bar and got tanked up and I woke up and there was these black boots, blue pants. I looked up and he was, oh. And I said, what's going on? <laughs> and he said you tell me and uh, and I said I said I said where am I he said what do you mean where are you I said no what's the address and he said it's 907 47th Street and I said oh shit
1: <laughs> missed it by a box
0: <laughs> you know, and I ended up down down <laughs> yeah, the it was Hank down there and and I got out of that one because I had relatives that had connections and and they all went to school together and they were hardcore Catholics and and they had people that were lawyers people that were cops and people that were this and that you know and uh, so anyways uh, before I ever ever went to court you know uh, I was. Uh, I, I, I was took me out of the felony tank, put me in the misdemeanor tank, and then next thing you know, they they took me home and I, I took me back to that 46th Street and uh, on J Street, and they it was kind of like it was sitting around there, and they had this all 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 figured out, you know that. Uh, Vietnam that screwed me up. Nobody... I mean, they were all drunks themselves. No, it wasn't drinking that screwed me up. It was Vietnam that screwed me up, and I had I had these mental problems. And they called Palo Alto and arranged for me to check in in Palo Alto and get some pulse you know? And I told them that they, that was bullshit. And I, and I made such a deal out of this that they they gave me bus money to, to come back to Springville and uh, so anyway uh, I, I'm just trying to like to drink and then I can remember I lived on that street all my life River Drive in Springville I had a 66, 396 Chevelle that I paid for playing plane course when I was in Vietnam and I come home and they gave me the keys to it cause it was my uncle's and my old man took it over so he wouldn't get bad credit and uh, I don't think it was 90 days I was home and I remember I was looking at the house and I said oh shit and it was about two blocks to the end of the street and I hit fourth year I think I hit about third year and I hit them I hit them poles See them at it again? and I just loathed that sucker you know and uh and My mother come running down there, some of the neighbors come running down there, you know, and uh, uh, and two highway patrols showed up. And I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting on the tailgate of that, that, uh, at El Camino, and, and, and I don't know what he said to me, but I, I told him, you know, uh, where I fought a cross and, uh,
1: and he was not let it go and he
0: was going to decide they were going to take me away and then my mother started whining and all this, her baby boy and I got out of that one too well I got out of that one with relatives up there I got out of the one here you know I mean I didn't have any problem and uh, I just never had to face my problem That's all, and so uh, Anyway, they let me out of that one, and uh, uh, so then I got uh, and then I got drunk one night. And I told you guys here, I was in the bar, and I I wasn't worried about dying. I I, I just I looked around. And I didn't want to live. Like, that anymore. God damn! I was I was twenty I was I was years old, and I looked around, and there was people, you know, like. A lot of you people are here, like I am now, sitting around them in, in there, all drunk up, and uh, I said, "Jesus, I I can't handle that. I can't make it. I can't do another forty years of this bullshit." You know, I mean. And so I called up, and they got a hold of John the barber and my mother, and they called that Palo Alto deal up, and they drove me up there. The only thing is, is. That's a pretty long ride in the Springfield, especially back then. Back then and, and, you know, and by the time you get up and the sun comes up and all this stuff and you're pulling in there, you know, I don't think I really ain't that big a problem. But they checked me on that network, work and uh, so I went ahead and said, OK, I figured I'd stay a, stay a few days and I think i go go to Sacramento. And uh, they put me on the ward. And this guy, he's sitting at the table drawing, like about a like, fifth grade with crayons. And he jumps up, all of a sudden just jumps up and says, I'm a French horn, and flops out. Big old head bounces off that floor there they had in that rec room. And I said, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with him? They said, oh, well, he, he took some bad LSD. I said, oh, wow. And, you know, and I uh, So, I'm around am in a couple of days. I got to see this little psychiatrist in a wheelchair here. And uh, he asked me what my problem was. And I said, you know, uh, relatives. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I said, no, nah, I think I'm not going. He said, what do you think? And I said, hell, I don't know. I'm just a drunk and he, and he asked me what I was doing and I said I, I've been going to this junior college and blah 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 he says well he says uh, you know he said I, I don't know if you're alcoholic or not he said hey, you're probably not he says what I'd recommend you do is he says you go home and you get a job and you go to work and you get laid regularly
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I, and I said, I said, man, this is, this is my doctor here. I mean, you know, he didn't realize I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't employable, and, uh, most of those gals, even though a lot of them had a lot of pity in them, their pity had run out towards me. So I did not know much chance of to get raised And, uh, but, you know, I like that. they let me off the hook. And I came back, i hitchhiked back. i hitchhike back to, uh, well, he's like second well first, and, and there was this guy in there. I think one of Jack's buddies was in there trying. To, he stepped in there to beat some drug rap or something, and uh, we kind of clicked. And he, but uh, so he had some money in the kitty. I didn't have any money in the kitty, and he said, "Well, "Hey, you can't. You can't live here without some rogue money." And I said, "Well, for the hell, I'll never, I'll never be able to pay you back. I hope I ever see you again." He says, man, it don't matter. He says, we're brothers. And he gave me like ten bucks. Ten bucks back then was a lot of money. And uh, so I had ten bucks. I used to over to Sacramento. And they weren't real happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know it, I mean, I didn't need that. You yeah? I'm not going to hang around with people, you know, who don't really, you understand know, me. <laughs> and uh, so I went out in 99 and hit that and spring going and back then, little draft beers at Melody Hill quite up 30 cents and I still got i thought got five six bucks ten bucks left and I didn't go home I didn't do this I went in the bar and I can remember telling them. and they, they didn't believe me I said where you been we haven't seen you for you been stuck up on the reservation drunk up there drinking wine? I said, no. I said, hell, I, I said, I've been out in I said, I was on a nut board. <laughs> That's all bullshit. I said, yeah, I was up there. I kind of told them what was going on. You know, how, how I told them what that old dog said. And and uh, and all that. And, you know, and and I fit right back in. You know, no big deal. You know? And that. Uh, and uh, they had this old crew up there that up in Doyle Springs when it, it was still going, it's still going for it, but the old guy that was the caretaker, he was this stepdad of my one buddy, and he used to hire all the old mummies to go up and break the leaves at the beginning of the season for those people to have clean nice cabins, you know, the respectable deal. And, uh, and so I asked if I could go break leaves. And he, kind of, he, he hesitated. <laughs> and I said, what the hell? And I remember the one old guy says, hell, he's as big a drunk as we are. You know, this guys guy said. And, and, and old Fred, Fred said to me, he says, yeah, but he said, he said, I know those guys are going to stay until the raven's done. <laughs> he said, but I don't think you'll stay until the Reagan's done. You know, and, uh, and so anyway, uh, you know, I'm up there on the way in the cabins with the old drunks. you know. And I got in here when I was 26, so it had to happen sometime before I was 26. So that's not real good, you know. And, uh, and, and so anyway, uh, and he was right because he, he, he paid us on that weekend. Started on Monday, and he paid, he gave us a little advance. Well, he wasn't going to give me one, but he, he gave me a little advance. And I never made you know. that. So, uh, then I had some buddies that I ran around with, and and, uh, and, and they said I should start smoking pot, and hey, uh, drop a little acid, and get in touch with myself. Or <laughs> Yeah, I remember that kid up there in Colorado, I did get something out of that you because know, I knew I'd be just like that someplace. I'd be jumping up, playing out with something, and flopping on the floor. And uh, and so, but anyway, these two guys—they they bought me a gallon jug of rosé, and they, we went up on the Balboa Park side, and they were going to drop acid and. Play with themselves in the snow. Or something like that. And I was
1: supposed to. I was supposed to be. I was
0: supposed to be the lookout or whatever the hell you call it. In case one of them had a bad trip. And I said, "You guys are nuts." I said, "I'm gonna. will have enough of this wine in me." I said, "I don't know whether you're having a bad trip, good trip, and I won't care."
1: Anyway, so
0: then I. There was a time when I did crazy things, like, uh uh, said I wasn't going to drink, but I'd go in and shoot a couple games in the pool and uh, wake up in the drunk tank and I remember what happened Well, I don't remember the two games I played. And that has more to do with me being an alcoholic than all those other things I did or happened to me or whatever. Is that I couldn't. When I took a drink, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I didn't know whether I was going to pick up a two by four and decide you didn't need to live, or I was just going to stand stand there and giggle and piss my pants. I had no idea where it was going or what was going to happen. And I think that really probably not having that control. That's what says in the book. It makes me an alcoholic. And so uh, so I caught that last drunk drive of twenty six and they had this program just of out with the court card carrier and sending court and and they were gonna they were gonna give me that in the halfway house in Porterville there. and I I I, uh, I told them I'll just go to jail. I was going that I didn't know what the hell that halfway house was, but I sure as hell wasn't going to. You know, and I hadn't done a whole bunch of jail time, but I knew what jail was. And then, uh, and so they kind of worked out a deal there where I didn't have to go halfway. Home. But I was supposed to go to Alcoholics Anonymous twice a week, and I I had enough uh, experience with Alcoholics Anonymous to know that. Going there and sitting with them old pastors for an hour and a half twice a week beat the hell out of going over there in jail and sitting there twenty four seven. And so I go, I go down to and old the counselor there, Rocky, but he, he ran the halfway house and he's the one that set it up that way. And he uh, he told me to go check some meetings out and not to you know judges on the on you know or just. You know, checked you out because you might not like somebody and some of them might not like you and uh, uh, so and I did that but uh, I went to Lenny because I didn't want to run into anybody I knew, I didn't <laughs> anybody I knew. <laughs> and uh, then I went to I went to a meeting in, in uh, the halfway house in Porterville and got dang that there wasn't old John and Kenny were there you know in Springville yeah, I didn't want to run. To. I knew. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want to run. To. And here they was friendly. They were glad to see me. You know, that
1: kind
0: of pissed me off. It was awesome what they were doing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I, I, I went into the, the Monday night meeting, and I think there was one or two other people in the Monday night meeting over there at Fourth and, and uh and and. And they, uh, they, they didn't really like us part characters, you know, because we wanted to there for the right reasons, you know. So they started a beginner's, it was a study, it was a study meeting, and so, so they started a beginner's meeting in the room next door, just for us. And, uh, and that was kind of neat, wasn't and the few people that really didn't, that were now I know the principles, of poor personalities, and all that good stuff. They didn't really like me. each other in there. There were a few of them, they called them the beginners meeting, you know, and going to save all us beginners. And so, so that kind of worked out. And then, uh, but there was some crazy people there. I talked about them yes. last time. There was Doc Lou and and, and, uh, and a few other people and and they were big on the big book of alcoholics and and they were big on taking steps and getting the sponsor and uh, and, it, and then there was people like old old Pierre and a few others that uh, uh they didn't really care what I looked like they didn't share how you know they talk about people that are ignorant or lack of education or whatever use local language then what the hell do you expect out of me because i was ignorant and i didn't have much education i mean that's how i talk that's how my buddies talk and they weren't worried about that you know they didn't care about the fact that i had a little longer hair and was shaggy and i was my jeans had holes in them and then i wasn't interested in working <laughs> I had uh, two or three w twos or whatever that didn't break three hundred bucks after I got out of service, and that wasn't because I was working under the table
1: either. (laughs) Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, so
0: you know, they told me that uh, uh, you know that. well, I wanted to know what an alcoholic was I asked an alcoholic son. I asked what, what's an alcoholic everything i going do. I was a troublemaker I think but it really was but, uh, and people really couldn't tell me it couldn't tell me everybody had there'd be 10 different you know and I had to figure out well maybe it really was. and that's when I got into it and I did a lot of research on it listened to tape went to meetings asked people did all this stuff. and uh, I hit on that part there which is we're men and women we no longer control our drink. And I couldn't get out of that, you know. And you know, and yeah. But uh, Doc Blue was the one that was—he told me it was two two parts this alcoholic, phenomenon, which is going to be, and was sober monster later in life. But the thing is, is is, there's the gloom and doom. There's the gloom and doom, and, there's, and then there's all the good stuff. All the stuff you're going to get, and all the stuff going to come back, and all this wonderful stuff, you know, where you're going down the road, you see the rabbit bunny clock, and you just stop and you giggle, you know. <laughs> now, we sell that part real good. Man, just overemphasizing. But they don't do that anymore. They told me, Tom, if you're not taking the steps, or you haven't taken the steps, then you're not recovered or recovering, whichever one you want to argue. You know, you're an untreated case of
1: alcoholism.
0: If you're an alcoholic, not. You know, and, uh, and I was an untreated case of alcoholism for a little while, an alcoholics not. And they said, you know, if you if you don't drink, you come to meetings, keep coming back, you know, and think it'll get better. And they're not bullshit. It will get better. You know. You know, the cops ain't chased me for being drunk, you know. They let me come to Sunday dinner at the and the old lady slept me five bucks now and then. And, uh, uh, you yeah. know, I said I used to come with her for her. I came keep my hustle going what I did. But anyway, uh, and it got better. But the thing is, is I didn't get better. All I got was dry. All I got was dry. And I had to I had to run the meetings to argue with the old bastards just so I didn't go out and get drunk. Yeah, and yeah, and then I can remember. And then I got into this book, and and and, and now I've got a whole different viewpoint of it. But fact, yeah, I can't, can't, but I didn't want this thing like I said last time. I didn't want to come in here and get well for six months, a year or whatever, and then. Bam! Start that same old bullshit. I, I've done enough of that, and so I got this goofy idea that I wanted something. If I was going to do this, I wanted it to last, you know. But there was people in Alcoholics Anonymous—not a lot of them, but a few of them—that would point things out to them. You know, and they told me that it's a one-day a time program. You know, that means we only have to deal with it. But me being an alcoholic once an alcoholic always an alcoholic that I would never be able to drink successfully again in the rest of my life but I only had to deal with it one at you know and uh, and that kind of put a different square on the thing and then it was a goofy old bastard talked about which still raises people's apples today about permanent sobriety you know and I wanted a permanent sobriety you know if I was going to do it just, and so I got in the book for uh, mainly for uh, self-defense. You know, you said don't make any major decisions for a year. I'm not an alcoholic synonymous two or three means and they're telling me to make a decision from my life and will here at home. I don't need really do in that
1: That's not a damn major
0: You know. You know, that's kind of major,
1: isn't it? <laughs> you
0: know, I'm supposed to come in to believe there's something the power of me, the bigger power of me, is to destroy me in sanity. The sanity is, again, that I'll still stay in the way You know, drain. You know I, I mean, they got me coming, telling me to believe in stuff, and telling me to make decisions, and that, you know, I mean, and yet they're telling me, can't have sex for a year. Well, I nobody's gonna have sex with me for a couple of years anyway.
1: But, uh, so anyway,
0: I can remember going in there and uh and uh and this is how I started. I'm not proud of it. I don't it's the right way or the wrong way to do it, but I come in there and they say, You got a higher power yet? You believe in God yet? So and I said, No, I still think God's a son of the bitch But uh uh, and that, and and, uh, and I come there one night, and I said, "Well, I got that taken care of." They do. And, and, what do you do? I said, "Well, I said, you yeah. know, I said I made nothing my higher power cause I said something can't be nothing but nothing. I said it's something. You know. And I think it was, I think it was the David's brother there, the old Jim. He said, you know." He said, I, I have never, I've been here six months and I understand this goofy little bastard. But he said, you know, he said, whatever he's doing is working for him and what I'm doing is working for me. So if he wants to have nothing for a higher power, let the little bastard have nothing for him. You know, and, uh, and so so, uh, so I had nothing for a higher power. You know? Well, I used to talk to nothing all the time. <laughs> uh, and, and then,
1: and that's uh, and, and,
0: and, and so why, you know, I got the book, and I got into the book, and I, I, and they had all this crap. They had, uh, you know, the, all these outlines and all these things from the different organizations, all this other stuff, take the inventory. And all this and this and that. And I said, Man, I I, really go, I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. And it was my through and blue. And I think it was that other old lady. She says, You know, She says, you got to talk to the cookbook. You don't know, need all that bullshit. Just do what it says in the air. And I said, well, okay, I'll give that a try. So I did that. I did that. You know, And, and I wrote that stuff down. First, I was writing a live story. And that's not, not what it's all about. It's what you write. And thanks to bugging me and my character, and like it says in there, it's the resentments and all and find out why. So I won't have to do it anymore. And I'll get a little tip-off ahead of time, and I won't have to do it. You know? And uh, so, anyway, I wrote out some of that stuff. And I hear now, people got to sponsor, so they can take their fists up with their sponsor. I'm not saying that's bad. I was well, sure that wasn't me, because when I got in the book, it talks about finding somebody that you can trust and that won't be affected. And I sure as hell couldn't go down there and share that part of my fifth step that might involve one of Kenny's daughters.
1: You know, the old
0: town drunk that had become my sponsor. Surely that would affect it. Me. I mean, it really would. You know, and, uh, and so anyway, I don't recommend it, but Bob was had about because she got a few weeks on me. And, that, and we took the fifth step together. I trusted him; he trusted me. And uh, and that and for somehow somehow kind of kind of works. But just to back up a little bit, I kind of delayed in there on taking the fourth step after I took that big curve step, just because you know I and I, I messed it up and said, "Well, I'm never not ready yet, you know," and uh, I'll do it when I'm comfortable and old. The guy says, well, when you get comfortable, he says, yeah, you'll be, you'll be drunk before you get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and he flipped the book open and he says, right here. And he went to the last part of our chapter, of step three in the book. And it'll have a little permanent effect, if not at once, all. You know. And uh, I said, well, how do you do it? He says, you get your number to the pencil, get your goddamn legal pad, right up on top of it. Uh, this is Tom McDonald's fourth step and I'm taking this son of a bitch because I don't want to drink no more. He says, and you'll have it started. He says, and then you open the book up and follow what it says there. Well, I did that and I was... I was a proud son of a
1: bitch. You know? Because I could go
0: to those meetings and when they were on the about taking the fourth step, I didn't have to take that hounding no more. I got him off my back. And then, uh, so, but then, on the, so on the fifth step, and I, I was going to do it like a lot of people, why, you know, why, you know, just me and, if I say it was just me and nothing, I already did enough, you know, and, and then, uh, and why, say, give me a reason to take the fifth step, So you know? oh boy, opens up the big book out there i um, Mr. showing that part of the any people who don't do this or how paraphrasing, you know, they get drunk again. They get to give me the best reason for and I say, well, you it. You bastard. And uh, so I go and take, I, I took a fifth step. And then, uh, and I don't know about anybody else, but when you sit there and you finally come clean with yourself about yourself, all the objectionable and bad stuff, you know, there's a slight period here before you get a little of your ego and your little bit of, you know, I'm not that bad back. Uh, where, man, you ready. I'm ready. Take this shit. You can You know? And then, uh, and then the seventh, you know, uh, you know, come come get it for sure, you know? And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so, and then, then come the night steps.
1: And I probably overdid the
0: nice step. I'm not sure if I overdid the night. steps. Yeah, I'm still here, the so part of it must have been right. But uh, I had I had ship in there, you know. I didn't bring the ball back in the fourth, first grade. The ball back, like I'm supposed to. I mean, all the critics, you know, I went some. Mean, I went some. I, I don't need this stuff to, man, you can, I'm going to put it all in there, you huh? know. So I thought, we did that a little bit, but I did do that part where you go look people up and you tell them, and eyeball to eyeball. And they, hell, yeah, they even forgot well, they even knew me. some of them, You know,
1: I, I'm telling it, you, know, and, uh,
0: and, 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 and I explained to him what I was doing. I just didn't go say, oh, I'm sorry because I took that sick, of beer out of your back seat." you know, up here at the river. You know, uh, stuff like that. I, I, I told him why I was doing it. I said, you know, I, just, I ended up being an alcoholic and an alcoholic. As Part of this thing is, is we've got to make, we make amends, you know, for the wrongs we've done if we want to continue to stay sober. And I said, I don't ever want to drink again. So that's why I'm doing this. You know, and some of them kind of caught on because there was a few cases where I didn't really give a shit about him, but I just care about not drinking. what so I was doing it. only when there was best motive, or a right reason, or whatever. But I did do it, and it's amazing. Yeah. Some of them, you know, thought it was a really wonderful thing, and a few of them were just like, "Well, you're an idiot. Get the hell out of here." <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't matter. It didn't matter. It's the fact that I did it, and I was willing to do it. And, uh, you know and then the 10th step and, and that and then the 11th the step that feels me. I mean prayer and meditation right? I remember talking to people and, and, and they they said uh, uh, I don't know about this stuff and what I did know about it was is, you know I'm not going to go in some closet and sit there for five hours a day cross waking and a candle flicker and something I said shit not without smoking some pot in there, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know I
1: don't
0: know how to do that. <laughs> and they open the front up, up there and, and like old Lou said, he says for dummies like you, they got they got a a pre pre plan deal for you. If you don't know how to pray pray and meditate, they got a deal in here. If you're falling, you know they got a deal before you go to bed at night. And they got a deal when you wake up in the morning, and they kind of tell you, you know, they take care of you. It's real basic, it's real elementary, and it doesn't put you in the hot the rock class of meditators and prayers, but it, 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 you know, but it does the job, it does the job, it did for me, it did for me, you know, and basically I've kind of hung on to that, so even t- today, you know, and then there's the self step, and, and, and it's a wonder if I've you know, had any problem talking this morning. I mean, uh, you know, don't get caught with me in the parking lot. You might not get home before they are. But uh, uh, anyway, you know, it says we had that spiritual awakening result of taking these steps. You know, we recover by the steps we take, not the meetings we make. And people, when I say that, people say, oh, well, he's done. He's putting the meetings down. I'm not putting the meetings down. You sit these meetings first and just don't do the steps. And there's a good chance you're going to end up drinking because you're going to be a case of untreated alcoholism. Now some of you'll be able to go a lot longer than others, but and I believe that now. Whether that's you believe that that's all right with me. So, but and uh, what's the spiritual experience? Well, that in the back of the book, in the appendix, it talks about it, and it talks about the the God-conscious people get all you know more into God again. And it, and it talks about the, the practical people and the personality change, and by learning, and that's kind of where I fit in. I've, I've had a really big personality change. When that cop drives by, I don't fuck you. You know? And then they around, picking up all of these things, you know? I don't. I how to any of I just go on about my business. And man, life changed. That's a, kind of a spiritual experience. Yeah. And uh, but uh, so so anyway. Uh, and, and you take a lot of heat from the God people if your personality target. Change your in this thing you know, everybody wants you to do it the way they did it because it's just working for them, so it's got to be the right way to do it. And uh, it doesn't matter if the way you're doing it, it's working for you, that's not right, because it's not the way you're doing it. But uh, anyway, so... And, and so it's, we try to carry this message. We try. Another one of them big words that's only got three letters in it. We try. Yeah, we try. It, it, it's not how successful the people are with the stuff we give away so we can keep it. You know, what it's about is how willing we are to give away what's been so freely given to us and then we try to do that. And we'll, you know, we'll get it. I mean, I'm not going to ask myself up here times, but I'm going to get to keep my 38 plus years of sobriety and go for another so it's worth it. But, uh, anyway, and, 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 uh, and in that last part, See, that's why I can't judge. I can't judge anybody in here of how good a program you really are, how good you're doing, you know, because I don't know. Unless I really know you, and I'm intimate with you a little bit, I don't know how you're practicing it and all your affairs. We all know people in here, and we've all seen them, and, and they had long lengths of sobriety and they'd gotten drunk and we said, Oh, I don't know how Joe... I don't know how Joe got drunk. I mean, he had a wonderful program. You know, yeah, Joe was going to 23 meetings a week. You know, somewhere along the line he'd take the steps and he'd tell you in every one of those 23 meetings. You know, that he'd taken those steps and he'd tell that newcomer, you know, what they had to do in the right way for them. To get this thing, you know. And uh, he was GSR, CSR, uh, you know, head of the New Year's Committee, all this kind of bullshit, you know. I mean, he was working on a great program, How to Go, Joe, you know, And uh, <laughs> I'm nuts, I know. But but that, the thing is is, 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 you know, when he, when he, he go, He'd go home, and the dog was in the way, he'd us the It just came out of the way, you know. Uh, if, if he was, if the old lady didn't have dinner, you know, maybe the sun If the old lady didn't have dinner ready on time, you know. And he didn't bash her up against the wall, wall you know. Uh, like well she should be. He, uh, <laughs> he, he uh, you know, he'd hop in the car instead of lying to the bar, i killed like he'd run down to one of them 23 meetings and he'd tell them boys down there what a vegetable wife he had that by god he didn't have to take a drink. you know and uh and, and then you know and then he'd come in and he was running late he didn't have time he didn't feed the cats and dogs because he had to run down and make that meeting because it was a 13th birthday meeting of uh, the month already that he made because he couldn't let the newcomers down to let them know that Alcoholics Anonymous works. You know? But is it really working if you can't take time to beat the cat and no. You can answer that however you want, but my answer would be, you know, I don't think it's working to do But see, those are the things that I don't know about you people. But I don't know all you people, so I don't know how you're doing it in all of your affairs. There was another little one I had there that was, you know, if I put that four down on the, the scorecard off the golf course and I really shot a five, you know, says the wind is what it's all still what it's all about. that's a goddamn affair that they're talking about. It. Really? Welcome. A little score on a scorecard? That could be part of this affair, you on know, an alcoholic moment? You know, you're really crazy, Tom. Huh? But uh, but anyway, I got to wrap it up well, right down to what he said, and you know, I got I got hours and hours of bullshit because I'm kind of living a hermit existence, ain't got nothing. I just talked to the cats, so uh, talk to all you smiling faces. You know, I got a lady in here. I was she was my lady friend at one time. I got an ex-wife. she so got people I like sat and and bread and cafes with, and all that. Some of the lucky sons with that thing.